Hello and welcome to The Final Whistle. I'm Steve Forbes. And I'm Kenzie Vinali. I've just about got my breath back there. <laughs> Ken from a pulsating <laughs> second half in which Southampton came from 2-0 down to draw 2-2 and get their first point of the Premier League season against Leeds here at St Mary's. And joining us to recap everything, we have Dean Hammond and Adam Leach again. Dean, how sweaty is your seat and not just because of the weather? <laughs> Very sweaty, Steve. I must admit, I found a fan in there. So, uh, I survived. I survived. Well, what did you think of the game? That was that was a really a mix of emotions in that second half. It was, Steve. It was completely that. Um, started the second half really slow, obviously with with uh, Leeds getting the, the first goal, um, and then scoring again on, on the hour, um, making it making it two nil. Um, I must admit, I didn't think there was any way back for for Southampton. Um, in that moment, just because of the performance up to that that moment, um, but the substitutes made a huge impact on the game, um, which is what you want. Um, Arriba comes on and scores. Armstrong plays on the left hand side and looks electric. Looks like he's willing to run in behind, willing to use his pace and um, get involved in the game. Um, looked really determined when he came on. And Mara, when he when he came on with that that brilliant assist, a, a strike late on and. And the substitutes made a real difference. And Southampton get themselves back into the game at 2-2. So, in, in the end, it's a brilliant result for Southampton. Um, because I think the first half was a bit of a non-event, really. It was quite slow. It was a little bit scrappy. Indecisive by both teams, really. Half chances, but no great opportunities. No real rhythm to, to the game. Um, so yeah, a really good response and showed really good mentality for, from the players and the players deserve a lot of credit um, to come back in that moment. So does the manager to, to be brave, to change the shape um, and go for the game because we've seen um, previously, you know, when sometimes when you chase a game that turns into three, it turns into four and then that becomes a really heavy defeat and the, the confidence drops in, in the camp. So brave from the manager to make that decision and trust his players and they got back in the game and almost won it in the end and if there was going to be one team that's going to win it it's going to be Southampton the atmosphere looked great at the end which is brilliant it gets a response from the crowd that builds that relationship between the players and, and the fans which is what you always want especially at home um, so credit to the players but lots to lots to work on um, you know again sloppy start to the second half conceding so early in them individual areas, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but they're just small areas that, that can really, they don't have to happen. And, and it's quite easy to, to stop that and prevent that from, from happening. So um, lots to work on, but a good point and the season's, the season's underway. Yeah, Adam Dean talks there about Ralph making the change in shape and it really did have an impact and finishing the match with almost every striker he has at his disposal on the pitch. Yeah, it was, it was one of those games. It wasn't so much a game of two halves. It was a game of two formations. Um, I, I did say before before the match on our show, I was genuinely surprised that Ralph had decided this summer to, to kind of rip up the 4-2-2-2, which is this much-vaunted Saints playbook that, that they're putting through the ages, age groups at, um, at Staplewood. Um to then to have this change that I didn't, if I'm honest, I didn't understand it. I didn't feel like the squad that was in place really is, is best balanced to play that. Um, Ralph's obviously gone with it throughout pre-season. It's not gone very well. Started the season again. It's not gone very well. Uh, I'm not sure whether I entirely agree with Dean that it was a brave decision. Cause I think it was the only decision Ralph had um, the pressure that he's under 
the way the fans are beginning to turn on him. I think he's, a, you know, he feels like he's in last chance saloon to a degree, whether he is or not. I'm not close enough to be able to tell you that, but I, th I think he had to do something and he had to do something dramatic and going to the formation that you basically have drilled your entire philosophy in at St Mary's over several years and bringing on uh, more attacking players to chase the game, I think is the, it was his only option. Um, whether he's kind of got himself out of jail a bit, I don't, I, you know, it's hard to, to judge, but ultimately... You, you come away from games, and I think before the game, a draw, not a brilliant result. When you're 2-0 down with 20 minutes to go, a draw is a good result. So there's now the challenge is to take that forward and to capitalise on that feeling and that slight feeling of forward momentum that Saints have got uh, when they go to Leicester next week. Leicester are also on the back foot, foot a bit. It's a good game for Saints now, I think. That's actually quite a good fixture for them to go away from home to a team that are going to be under pressure to win in front of their own fans. But Ralph this week has got to really, I think, have a long, hard think about what he wants to do with this team because I think going out with the the back three again, I just don't, I just don't think it's an option anymore. I think he's got to go back to that formation. He's got to go back to what's worked before when they've played well and they've done well. Uh, and because I think we saw there at the end, all right, they're chasing a game. I appreciate a slightly different circumstance, but even so, we've seen that they've got the players for that formation. They've got the players to be more effective in that formation. And so I think he's got to go with it uh, and find the right personnel in his squad to, to fit that uh, way of playing. Well, before we talk about the game in a bit more detail, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. Good afternoon from a very warm, summery St Mary's Stadium. And Saints can build again off a Leeds mistake. Nicely played off by Shea Adams. Nice pivot. And now Stuart Armstrong rushing. Was he caught? Did the defender get the ball? Llorente says he got the ball. Armstrong's down. The referee's having none of it. It's a red card. No red card. As he clears, and then Rocker plays it forward to feet. And good anticipation from Armel Bella Kocha took it off Rodrigo and kept going and then fires a shot just wide what a moment from the 20 year old German now Leeds trying to play through the middle they've played a good ball to James and substitute who hits it good save from Kazunu to his left low they've got to get into the rhythm of the game again quickly cross low from the left from Harrison and that is the goal and it's taken less than 30 seconds for Leeds to take the lead outswinging corner for Leeds possibly it is Outswinger taken to the near post and flicked onto the back post and that's 2-0 and Leeds are up and the celebrations with the Leeds fans at that end and the ball again maybe Rodrigo headed home from a flick on that was going in without his help good play from Adam Armstrong gets a return ball from Shea Adams it's good and he's in behind on the left low ball into the penalty goes past Mara here's Arrivo past the goalkeeper scores and Southampton are back in the game Here's Sekumara midway inside the Saints. Oh, that's a brilliant ball. Here's Walker Peters from a narrow angle. And he scores! Oh, Leeds opened up by a bit of genius from Sekumara, oh. the young Frenchman. Shea Adams chests it down, looking for a runner. Sekumara, left-footed, onto his right foot. Blasts a shot from nowhere. 25 yards out on the angle and smashed it against Elan Melier. 
Dean, an early red card appeal for denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. Lorente on Armstrong. VAR did take a look at that, but they said no. Was that the correct decision for you? Yeah, I think so, Kenzie. Uh, I think um, seeing it in real speed, uh, I, I wanted to see it again. I wanted to see if he'd actually made contact with the ball first. Um, and I think he did. The Leeds defender timed it. I mean, the commenters say he timed it perfectly. I don't think that's right. I think he got reasonably lucky. Um, but he did make first contact on the ball. Um, could you question that there's, there's a follow-through with, with his other foot? Is it a little bit high on the ball? Um, he obviously makes contact with, with Stuart Armstrong. Um, but I think it's the right decision. You don't really want to see any players get sent off. You want to see 11 v 11. Um, so... It, it's a really good run from Stuart Armstrong. I think that's what Southampton were trying to do. Whether Elanusi came short to get involved in um, the early play in midfield and then Stuart Armstrong with the deep run in behind, a uh, lovely through ball, um, almost got on the end of it. And it'd been a very, very good move from, from Southampton. Um, good passing, one-two touch, good moving off the ball, um, which is probably one of the only occasions in the first half. Um, so I think... Um, you look at it, uh, the referee made the right decision, um, VAR made the, the right decision um, and I think that's good for VAR because it didn't take too long and it didn't really need too long um, to be honest. So um, good decision all round um, to keep 11 v 11 on the pitch. Well, we'll skip through a rather uneventful first half into the second where just 30 seconds in Rodrigo but leads in front. Do you want to talk us through this one, Adam? Oh, rather not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Yeah, it was one to forget, wasn't it? It. I mean, it. There were. I mean, it was just a catalogue of of errors. Really, it was like Saints were still still hadn't started the game. I mean, they had chances, several chances to have got got that ball away, got it clear. They stood off uh, Harrison way too much. They were very, very for a five. They were incredibly narrow. Uh, Kyle Walker Peters was narrow in the box as well. Um, there was way too much space and time for him to pick the ball. And then Rodrigo, I mean, you could have thrown a tea towel over the three Saints centre-halves in, in the middle of the penalty area in the six-yard box. And yet Rodrigo still just walks in front of them, basically. And then a near-post finish. And then you're asking, could the goalkeeper have got been a bit better positioned as well? So I think just a catalogue of, of errors, really. Um, and yeah, just you've got, to, you've got to start with some intensity. I think... Saints were almost caught cold because there was so little intensity, I think, in the first half. It was almost a game where we, we, we'd we wondered whether, because of the heat, the teams may kind of step off a little bit. And Saints certainly did that in the first half. And it kind of started the second half like that, whereas Leeds started with intensity and they just didn't respond. It was 30 seconds. And, and yeah, if you're lucky, maybe you get away with it. Maybe he misses or he hits it straight at the keeper. But then suddenly you're 1-0 down and you've got a mountain to climb. But... Yeah, I don't. I don't know how much of that was down to pure tactics or pure formation, and how much of it was just down to the players not mentally quite being switched on again at the start of the game. Uh, but either way, they've got to make sure they don't do that again because they can't keep on expecting to concede goals, be two 0 down, and come back at the end of a game because it won't happen that often. Well, it was all looking incredibly negative, wasn't it, when Rodrigo made it two 0 Dean, what went wrong for you there? Well, Southampton had a few warnings from, from set pieces, really, in the first half and early on in, in the second half, where Leeds were really trying to, uh, well, they'd identified the near post, uh, near post runs from, from the Leeds players, trying to get the first contact. Um, and that's what happened again. Um, 
I'm not sure. I need to look at it in more detail, but I think Southampton is setting up with with zonal a little bit, a mixture of marking and zonal, where the players are trying to block on the edge of the box, and then you have three players within the six yard area that are trying to attack the ball and go and win the ball, or any runners that come onto them um, to get blocks on. I'm not sure that always works. I didn't like it as a player. Um, as a player, I like to know individually. Right, this is my man. I'm going to concentrate on this man. I'll take responsibility of this man and I'll try and attack the ball and try and beat them to the ball. I personally always think that works best. Um, but it was just a Leeds player, got across the near post, made the first contact and then Rodrigo's at the back, free header. Is it going in any way? Potentially. Um, but he's, you know, it's an opportunity where he takes it, he makes sure that it goes in. And unfortunately, because Leeds have got two out on the ball, Cole Walker-Peters has gone out and he's just kept him on side because he hasn't moved up with the ball as it's travelled into the box. So, like Adam said, it's those individual errors that can definitely be cut out. From the first goal, a lot of that is down to communication. Lavia should go out to the ball because Cole Walker-Peter hasn't gone. Go and get closer to the ball to stop the, uh, the delivery going into the box. A bit like the Tottenham goals last week can be prevented. I'm sure they've talked about that in the week. A bit more intensity. I know the heat plays um, a part in that, but it's so early on in the second half. And then it's a communication between Bednarak uh, and Belakocha, where it just comes in between them. And that's just, that's just, Belakocha's got to cut the cross off from the, so the ball doesn't come into the near post. The ball's got to come backwards, not across. And Bednarak's just got to identify it, either get a contact on Rodrigo's coming in or communicate to, to his defender in front of him. So it's small details that play a major part, but that was a reason of the two goals. And, I'm worried that it's becoming a bit of a small habit where Southampton starts slow in the second half. You look back at last week, Tottenham had a goal disallowed at the beginning of the first, second half. You need to get out of that. What they're doing maybe at half-time or can they have a, a small warm-up, some sprints as they come out on the pitch just to get them going, get their intensity going, I don't know. But you don't want habits like that creeping into the team. Well, following that, changes were made. Joe Aribo being one of them, Adam. He came on and, and did get Southampton back into it and opening up his Premier League account in the process. Yeah, he was effective. I think, as Dean said earlier, the, the substitutions were, were, to a man, effective uh, and, they, and they made a massive, massive difference. Um, and they offered something very different. I think that's what up, upset Leeds. It, the game was in quite a predictable rhythm for them, quite a predictable pattern. They were quite comfortable with the way Southampton were playing uh, and what they needed to do to nullify Southampton. And then some more unpredictable players came on um, in slightly more unpredictable positions for them. And it caused them a lot of problems. And Aribo was one of those. And we've already obviously had the taster of, of kind of the skills, the direct running he's got and the ability to finish as well um and yeah it was a, it was a good finish because at one point it looked like frankly he, he maybe had taken just a little bit too long to get a shot off but yeah it was a it was a good goal i think the thing that's interesting with Aribo, and i wonder a little bit if this is what ralph is is wrestling with at the moment is, is almost where do you play him uh in the in the formation they've got at the moment i think it's hard because it ralph probably is a bit like not sure he's an out-and-out striker and I play him straight through the middle up top like a recognised striker. Do I? Can I play him a bit deeper? Is he disciplined enough to play in that role? Can he play a bit wider? Could he play perhaps off of a main stroke? Could he play off of a Shea Adams perhaps? Maybe that's his best position. But I think that's another one of those things that I think Aribo very, very likely to start next week. I think now I'm very massively surprised if he doesn't. Uh, so... 
it'll be really interesting to see now where where Ralph decides to slot him into the team and where he sees his his places going forward. Let's come on to that equaliser from Carl Walker-Peters then, shall we? Um, we'll talk about the goal, but uh, we've got to give some love to the pass from Mara as well. And and that's getting a lot of love, understandably so, on, on social media. Plenty of comments coming in about that one. Uh, Tom said, Mara is a baller. Uh, Dan, that ball from Mara and a love heart emoji. Uh, just been watching it over and over. Uh, Seiku is special. What an impact. Uh, Teresa says, what a comeback. comeback. And Vishnal says, Mara needs to start against Leicester. Uh, so Dean, take us through how you're feeling when we got that equaliser. Uh, take us through the goal and as we said, that pass from Mara as well. Well, it was a fantastic goal and there's lots to it. And when we go a little bit more direct, um, it's a really good hold-up play from, from Shea Adams who had the ability to be able to do that. You know, these are small things that maybe go unnoticed with Shea. He's able to hold the ball up because he's got more four players around him. Um, it's good hold-up play. It comes to to Mara, and you think just switch it, come out wide, but it's a brilliant pass. And first of all, he's got to see the pass, then he's got to execute the pass, but he also does it with the no look pass. He's actually looking away from him where he wants to pass, which is brilliant disguise. That's real ability and bravery as well. You want to see a player take those sort of risks because if it gets cut out, you look a little bit silly and you think just play simple. Good run from Carl Walker Peters, got in behind because he was playing that little bit further forward because we were chasing the game, but there was more intensity to his play. And then just composure, because you get into that position at 2-1 down with Colgo Peters and you think, I may just strike this. I may just take it early. But has a touch, composed himself, and really good finish into that far post, excuse me, into the, into the side netting. So really, really good play. And Amara came on and had a, a real impact on the game. He had a strike later on as well. He looked confident. He looked like he's got that, a little bit of arrogance about him, which which you want um, from your four players because they take on that added responsibility and take those risks. Um, but a brilliant pass and probably a, a worthy equaliser as well. And it was an entertaining second half with four goals into the game and Southampton finished really, really strongly. So the players that have come on have made a real difference. And I like Southampton when they play like that. I know at times when you play like that, high intensity is hard to do it for 90 minutes. But I personally, as a fan, would rather watch Southampton play like that. And occasionally, they're going to get beat heavy, but that's fine. But then they can have moments like this and we're going to have brilliant victories as well. It's more entertaining, it's more exciting. And I can't accept that as a Southampton fan. So the last 20 minutes was, was good to watch. Would you like to share a word on Mara Adam? Because he got subbed early in our final pre-season game against Villarreal. Didn't play against Spurs and then makes his Premier League debut coming on to make quite a big impression. Well, everybody loves to play with a bit of swagger and he's got a bit of swagger about him, that's for sure. As Dean said, he doesn't look like a young man who's lacking in uh, self-confidence um, or that, that any of that has, has weighed on his shoulders. He he looks like he feels that he belongs here at the in the Premier League and that he wants to show what he's all about. Um, and he's got some skills, that's for sure. And the, uh, the pass, I mean, the pass, just absolutely sublime. You won't see many better assists than that yeah, all season anywhere in the Premier League. Just an absolutely sensational pass. Brilliant. And he looks like he's got a bit about him. I mean, it, you, it's easy to get carried away. And what you don't know is, you know, do you throw if you throw him in to start in the Premier League, like how how does he do? You see plenty of young players come off the bench early on, make huge impressions. And then it's a bit of a struggle when they actually start. So you can't get like overly carried away, but there's something there. Obviously that's obvious. There's a huge amount of talent there and confidence as well. And so 
Uh, I think it looks like a very, very exciting prospect. Probably is another one for Ralph to get his head around about how does he best manage somebody like that, a young player as well, coming into the Premier League for the first time. How do you manage that transition for them, asking them to just come in and, and lead the line in a team that's a bit low on confidence in general? It's a very, very hard uh, mission. So you kind of need to try and take care of him and make sure that you give him the opportunities to, to shine. But we've seen already that, that he's got a lot about him. So I'm sure the Saints fans are going to be very, very excited going forward. Yeah, Adam, I can tell you they, they really are excited about him. My comments are just being flooded with uh, words of love for him. Um, and fans really naturally enjoyed that comeback. Uh, Jack's got in touch. He says um, clear red as well. Uh, they're talking about that uh, early red card decision there. Jackie Chalk says, uh, well done, lads, and well done, Ralph. Let's build on this. And um, we've got a comment here from uh, Watts, um, also referring to that red card. Um, sorry, I'm reading these as they're coming through. Um, Rod Lewis says uh, we need 10 games to see where we're at transfer window still open players are betting in uh, the Furs sending in a, a comment here too uh, all our new signings are promising um, and a final one for now from Kira uh, our signings looking absolutely class well let's hear from Ralph Hasenhutl now here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game yeah sweating uh, not only because of the heat because of the intense of the game today but uh, in the end, uh, yeah, uh, I think in the end it is a deserved point because we we showed uh, that we can react also, and uh, it's not always uh, easy when you're too down and, and to turn things around. But I think the subs did a very good job today, and we were immediately on them. Uh, second spring break, we tried to adjust a little bit, and after after these changes, there we we were we won the game. Yeah. Yeah, especially with the heat today, it probably felt like going into it that the subs might have a particular impact. Did, did you kind of sense that at the start, that that could be a real game changer today? Yeah, we were speaking last season about uh, five, five subs would be a game changer, definitely. And and uh, especially when we have uh, temperatures like uh, today, then it's even more important, I think, to find the right moment to, to bring some fresh players. But we do look ahead to Leicester next weekend away. Uh, Dean, do you think that that's an opportunity to face a side who are not in the best of form, losing to Arsenal today, and Southampton can really build on what we saw in the final 20 minutes here at St Mary's? It looks like it, Steve. It looks like it's a good opportunity to, to play um, Leicester. There's a little unrest at, at the football club um, with players being linked um, that are going to leave. Um, they've not reinvested it in the squad. I think they've only signed one player, which was a goalkeeper, yesterday. Um, so, yeah, it's a little bit indifferent at Leicester at the moment. Um, they drew two all against Brentford on the opening day of the, of the season um, after being two up, I believe, or two one up. They've lost heavily today. They've conceded six goals already. Um, that was their problem and issue last year of defensive problems. Um, so, what, it's not all um, happy families at Leicester at the moment. So, going to the King Power could be a great opportunity for, for Southampton, you know, on a high after finishing the game really, really well. That will feel like a win in the dressing room. It really will when you come back from 2-0 from down. Um, new players bedding in. And Adam make a really good point. There's going to be um, lots to think for, for, for Ralph to think about this this week in terms of formation, personnel, how he approaches the game. Um, and that's good. That is really, really good because I think he's got the players within the squad and the new signings to to really take the game to, to teams. And I think next week could be an opportunity at Leicester to take the game to them and really test their resolve. So looking forward to that fixture. Adam, a good time to play Leicester with Southampton looking for their first win of the season? 
I, I think this is probably in the situation about as good a fixture as you could ask for, really. Leicester, uh, as Dean said, there's a there's a bit of unrest there. They're coming back for their second uh, home game now uh, of the season. They are desperate for a win, really, and they'll look at Saints and, and the start they've had as the chance to get that win. So there's going to be a lot of pressure on them to deliver a victory, and that is going to play into Saints' hands. Saints kind of is good for them in a way to get away from St Mary's again and have that opportunity uh, to get a first three points on the board. And and I I couldn't agree any more with what Dean said uh, earlier about uh, just in general going forward from here for, for Ralph. I, I just think he's he's got to... Sometimes I think with Ralph, you know, we've said it before, and I, I said it when I was working at the Echo when I was covering them. At times, I, I felt like he's a fantastic manager when the games are coming thick and fast. He's very, very good at managing his group and his team and how he does it. Sometimes when there's a bit of time for him to think, he gets in his own way a bit too much. He kind of overthinks things and, and, and tinkers too much. And I feel a little bit like maybe that's what's happened here. And I think he needs to re- really reflect on, on where he wants to take the squad that he's got. But for me, 100% agree with Dean. The, the way Saints have been at their absolute best under Ralph is high-intensity football. It's playing a certain way every week. It's good, consistent lineups, uh, And I, I think he just needs to kind of get back to what's worked for him. And, and, you know, as a fan base, you need to accept as well. As Dean said, it will lead to some heavy defeats. That's the style of play they're playing. And is it the style that necessarily, if you had all the best players in the, you know, your disposal, that you would think would make this huge leap into the top eight, perhaps? Probably not. But ultimately, that's not where Saints are. That's not where their budgets are. So you've got to be realistic. And Ralph is a good manager still. I don't buy this, this Ralph's lost the plot stuff at all. He's still a good manager and he's got good players. But I think he, he needs to kind of get back to basics and what's worked for Saints and really utilise that because I think the fans will get behind Saints again if they see that effort, they see that intensity from Saints uh, and uh, and they've got the players to do it. I, I think that, that it will turn around still for Ralph, but I think he's just got to get back to what's worked before. Well, Adam, Dean, thank you so much. It was really lovely to have you back with us here on Saints Live and the final whistle. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Now, as we've mentioned, it is Leicester away up next in the Premier League. That's next Saturday, a three o'clock kickoff. And our women are also getting their season underway that day too. They'll be playing here at St Mary's Stadium, a huge game for them. So do make sure you come along. Kickoff for that one is 12.30. They're taking on Charlton. So why not come along, support the women, and then you can jump online and join us for Saints Live. We look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. See you soon.